Hello and welcome to Mavs Explained, where every single day we're talking Mavs basketball. It could be current news, it could be a trend, it could be a little bit of Mavs history, it could be an inside look at the organization, anything we got you covered every single day of the week. My name is Bobby Corella, I'm from Mavs Digital, and joining me today is a new guest. You might not know her, but you definitely know her work. For example, she designed the logo to this show. She designed most of the videos and graphics that you think are great on Twitter. The bad ones, Mike designed, so let him know about that. Uh, she is Steph Rivas. Shoot She's him between. <laughs> <laughs> she is Steph Rivas. Steph, what is up? Hi, Bobby. Thank you for having me. It's kind of uh, sort of kind of meta since we go back and forth on editing the episode, so it's fun to be on an episode and edit this later. <laughs> You're like fulfilling your destiny. It is, yeah, coming full circle. Yeah, yeah. You know as much about this show as anybody, so it's only fitting that you're able to come on. Um, Number one fan. <laughs> well, and, and now now you're part of it, too. So you're not just a fan. You're, uh, <laughs> you're an active participant. Uh, so Steph is in her first season with the Mavs. Uh, before this, she did a bunch of stuff. She's worked for the Department of Defense. Uh, she's worked in the entertainment industry, uh, Netflix, Adidas, and Pharrell Williams. And I, I want you to talk to, about that in a second. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get to basketball here in a little bit. But Steph, could you, uh, could you just kind of introduce yourself a little bit, uh, maybe how you started working for the Mavs? W- what, what do you actually do? What, what is your kind of, you know, your, your bio? Yeah, so like you said, I am on my first season. Uh, it's definitely been an interesting season so far. Um, and before this, I was freelancing and doing a lot of the type of work that I've been doing now. So motion graphics, design for social media, campaigns. But this is definitely the first time that I've been in the sports world. I've done everything around it. So music, film you name it, everything else that is still pretty synonymous with sports, but I really wanted to get into it directly, kind of figure out what it's like to merge all of those worlds together. And I mean, it's been really great so far. What did you do for Pharrell? That's a, I mean, that's a pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty big name, especially in anything design, anything artistic, you know, I mean, he's like, he's at, at the very top of that sort of thing. Yeah, so he has a creative agency called I Am Other. And they basically have a range of brands that they work with. They do a lot of work with, like, for example, Netflix. Um, I collaborated with them in part with I Am Other. And it was for a movie. And I basically designed their social media campaign. And... That included doing gifts for Giphy, doing teasers to put on Instagram stories, Twitter, all of it. Um, So just a lot of motion graphics, illustration, animation, uh, sometimes with their music festivals. And yeah, 
That's awesome. That's pretty much. That's <laughs> a, I, I never knew about that. I'm, I'm really happy that you, uh, that you shared that. Um, so, like I said, Steph is in her first season with us. And Steph, like you said, what a way to start. I mean, my God. Not only, <laughs> you know, the season began with a lot of excitement, obviously, with Luka and KP and kind of the new era and all that stuff. And then the team was, like, actually really good. And so that was really exciting. And uh, primarily, pro- probably, like, the most, uh, I don't know, maybe well-known or, or most kind of, like... I don't even know what to describe. The, the most popular things that you've designed for us are uh, like the Luca triple double graphics, where it kind of looks like yeah. an acid trip almost. Like it's it's really yeah, really unique. Yeah, everybody accuses me. Yeah, everybody thinks I'm on acid. <laughs> so are, I mean, are you? Um, I am not. Okay, okay, good. Uh, I am not. Well, I guess maybe not. You know, whatever. But um, <laughs> that's kind of that was one of your like first big projects for us was designing that, and I mean it's a good thing that you did because Luca got like. 35 triple doubles and so we use that a lot and we used a lot of your other stuff as well on social twitter instagram uh all over the place obviously the logo to this show as well um and so you kind of you know got up to speed and all that stuff and then finally like we start getting into this rhythm we're 50 60 games into the season starting to think about playoffs and what that's going to look like and all that stuff and then uh you and me and mike and and a bunch of other you know press people reporters all that are sitting in the press box one night at American Airlines Center, when the word comes down that uh, yeah, this whole season is—it's uh, not really happening anymore, at least for now—and that was almost two months ago to the day. So the uh, the anniversary of that was last week. It was May 11th. So we felt like whenever you came on, your your idea was to kind of talk about that night and how that sort of changed everything. Um, and so yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty broad pretty broad subject, but. I mean, I guess I'll, I'll start off by saying, like, none of us really had any idea that it was going to happen. And so as everybody else was finding about this, so were we. And so I'm just curious, uh, what was that moment like for you, thinking, like, this is your first season with NBA team. It's awesome. It's so much fun. And then, oh, yeah, it's uh, it's not happening anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a interesting night. Um, I think going into that night, there was – sort of an eerie feeling around this game already uh was prior or earlier that day uh news was coming out that the Warriors were thinking about playing without fans and so that that was the next right. night right that game was going to be the next day yeah yeah and so we were starting to have the conversation at the office and what that would look like who would be at the games what have you um and I remember going into American Airlines and it just smelling like nothing but hand sanitizer. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were handing out hand sanitizer that night. And, you know, usually it's the smell of, like, nachos, pizza, hot dog, food. And in the summer, it was just nothing but hand sanitizer. And, and it was just it was just weird. It was just weird energy. Um and when we did get word that the season was being suspended, well, before that, we found out that the Oklahoma Jazz game had been postponed. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were talking about that, and I saw that on Twitter first, and um, we were trying to figure out what happened. News wasn't really coming out of the reason why. And then shortly thereafter, boom season is suspended and 
I believe we were in the third quarter at that point. And I was just, honestly, I was just in shock. <laughs> it was weird. I mean, so... It was very weird. So, like you said, I mean, it, it happened very quickly. I mean, it happened just like that. We, you woke up that morning thinking things are going to be strange starting tomorrow. And by the time you went to bed, you were like, oh, my God, things are already, like, out of control weird. Um, a lot of things that happen in the NBA, like big kind of seismic news, uh, policy changes even like down to Mavs roster moves, usually we have like at least a little bit of a heads up. Like we find word filters out. There's rumors and all that stuff. And it kind of reaches us to the point where, you know, we're able to like address it with the staff and stuff. But some, something like that happened in real time during a game. And so uh, I think, I mean, you probably found out about it before the players even did. And certainly before Mike and I did. I mean, I think you were the one that told us like, hey, this is uh, – this is this is going to be on pause. Right. I remember seeing a tweet, looking over to you and Mike, and I think I just showed you the tweet, and I'm pretty sure you were like, indefinitely, indefinitely, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you were like, that means an undetermined amount of time. I was like, oh, thank you. We're like... I think that's the problem, Bobby. We don't know what it means. <laughs> I mean, it happened very quickly. And and so right after that, you know, obviously there's still a game to be played and there's like work to be done. You know, we all uh, – so at, at American Airlines Center, we you know, we obviously have a ton of staff. We have photographers that are on the floor. We have videographers that are on the floor. Uh, we have our social team like Lizelle and Becca. Uh, they're they're always running around everywhere. Like they're in the lower bowl, they're on the concourse, they're on the floor. They're they're everywhere. But you, me, and Mike always sit up in the press box uh, because you know it's a good vantage point to watch the game. It's fun to hang out up there. You're kind of removed from it to where like you can have a conversation and be able to hear each other. You don't have to yell or anything. Um, but also, there's very reliable internet and plenty of outlets to plug all our stuff into because like we're a walking technology basically we all get we have so much crap and uh so we're always up there working during the game you know you and mike are making stuff that's going to be used during the game post game um i'm you know annoying everybody by filling up twitter with my thoughts and uh you know we kind of work together and then after the game we wrap up all our stuff and we go home but uh i mean how how weird was it like i'm sure that working for the government you probably have experienced a lot of weird things and, and in entertainment you know things happen very fast too but what was it like how like strange or just I don't know it's kind of like a whole foreign thing how new was it to sort of like yeah. work while also kind of thinking like yeah this is gonna be the last time we'll be here for a while I mean that in in real time that's just a lot to process right uh I think a lot of people have described it this way and it can just be summed up in one word. It was just surreal. Because you still have to, you know, be paying attention to the game. And we, we still have this game going on. So we still need to be creating all of the content that we need to put out. But at the same time, we're still trying to figure out what exactly is going on, what's happening. Uh, Mark Cuban is giving out interviews. So we're also trying to figure out, get get updates at the same time. Um, but it was definitely just surreal. Um, I've never been in a situation like that and having it be my first season in sports and 
having this be the first time. I mean, I don't, I don't know if this has happened before. Do you know? If... Not like a, an indefinite. I mean, there's been like work stoppages, you know, like strikes, right. lockouts, things like that. But I mean, I want to say since like, I mean, 9-11, uh, NFL skipped a week. I think baseball stopped for a little while. And then World War II, baseball kind of was on hold for a little bit. But I mean, that's like, that's pretty yeah. much it, you know? Yeah. And so I think taking sort of that historical context, like not only is it surreal, but you know that this is a historic event and being cognizant of that just kind of makes for an out-of-body experience. It was uh, weird. To say the least. Well, and, and to in that in that moment, we're trying to keep up with the news and keep up with the game, but also I have another tab open, the Utah Jazz schedule. Who have they played lately? Have they played anybody oh, yeah. that we've played? Have they played anybody that has played anybody that we've played in the last week or so? Because, you know, the night before that, the Mavs were in San Antonio and I was down there with them. And San Antonio at, at the time, it's I know it's hard to remember this, but San Antonio was considered one of like the hotbeds or one of like the, the first places in Texas where cases were sort of being, uh, I don't know, recorded or, or discovered or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it was already kind of weird being in San Antonio the night before. Well, then, of course, now every city is like that. But, you know, there was like part part of uh, me was like worried, like uh, we might all the players might have it. Wait a minute. If all the players have it, that means I might have it. Wait a minute. If I have it, that means that you and Mike who are sitting right next to me could have it. And so we're all like connecting the dots too. I mean, worrying not only just about our jobs and everything, but also like our own safety. And that was right. You know, it's just like very sobering. Yeah. Like it, I think somebody else was also trying to map out or they did map out within a span of five days, how all of the teams had been in contact with each other. Um, so I'm just curious, like how that was like for you, because, um, I, I, I don't travel with the team. So I do all my work in the office, uh, whenever I do go to the games, like you said, I'm in the press box, but I don't travel with the team, but you do. So what was your experience like? Well, uh, I know everyone might think that we are, but we're not best friends with the players or like even friends you're not uh yeah well you know i mean jalen brunson and i we go way back but uh so you know we're not spending every waking second with these guys or anything but if you're on a bus with someone or on a plane with someone or you know in the same hotel and they put out all your room cards and you're all touching the same table i mean like you're sharing a lot of germs with everybody and it's like you know in the nba whenever one player gets sick like the whole team gets sick you know just you're breathing the same air and all that stuff so um you know, it, that was kind of a little unnerving. Um, and just like the, I don't know. I mean, like, I have never really worried about like my own kind of um, prognosis or like my own odds with something like this because I'm a younger guy. I don't really have any underlying issues or pre existing anything. But I have a lot of coworkers that do, and I have family that does. And so, you know, even though if I've, I know the whole like discussion around coronavirus and dealing with this is like, it's bigger than you. It's about everybody. Uh, that was like always what I was thinking of more than myself is, you know, when was the last time I saw my dad? When was the last time I saw my mom? Um, you know, who in the office has been sick before that could be at risk. 
of uh you know this this becoming a much bigger issue and uh so you know this is kind of like intimidating it was unsettling you know to be in that situation but um you know it's all worked out so far i mean i i unless something has happened that we don't know about i'm we're lucky at the mavs to where it seems like everybody has you know stayed safe during this time right unless i'm uh yeah unless i'm forgetting something you know or just we don't know i mean there's a there's a chance that it could happen that we don't know about it but all our players have been healthy all our staff has been healthy front office people uh we've all been healthy through this and uh you know i'm very grateful in the moment it was weird to see this stuff like finding out what our bosses think about this from like national reporters and not from themselves because normally whenever decisions are made we hear about it but in the moment finding out that Mark is going to pay all these arenas employee salaries and, uh, you know, later finding out like not only that, they're going to like kind of pay for us to eat lunch most days. And uh, if, if you want to, you know, take advantage of that program and they're not going to lay anybody off. And uh, also all our part time folks like you, for example, are going to be able to right. stick around. And, and uh, so that was very reassuring, too, is just kind of like we're very lucky that our bosses are, you know, good people uh, for the most part and are, you know, are going to take care of us all right yeah that's definitely been very um or it has helped ease some of the anxiety throughout this having our leadership really take care of everyone on the team and and having it be reciprocated into the community too that's been really cool to see um because unfortunately that's not the case everywhere so i think we're definitely in a very lucky situation um, and has helped feel a lot more safe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> to so say the least. what, uh, I mean, we know some of the things that you've been doing since this whole thing started, you know, you and I have been working on this show every day. Uh, you're finally on the mic now, but like we said, you know, every, uh, every video teaser that you see, obviously the show logo, but you know, every, every day, whenever we promote today's episode on Twitter and on Instagram, you're making that, um, and you're making some other stuff too. So what is like the, even though there are no games, feels like we're still working a whole lot. Uh, what is kind of the, the day-to-day like for you during this? Yeah, that was, that was the question right after all of this went down was, so what, you know, what now? What, um, what are we going to create? And how do we keep putting out content but also that it's not just flooding people's feeds and they just don't care about it because obviously there's a lot bigger things at play that are probably impacting them in many ways personally and so how do you go about it in a way that is still considerate of all that but still serve as an outlet for people to escape to because that's what sports was and it's gone. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so sad. <laughs> but I I think that our team has done a very good job of keeping that alive. Um, I don't think there's been a time where there's just been this lull or pause in engaging with people online, like engaging with fans. Like the fans are always there 100% supporting the team and I think it's very important that we reciprocate that by putting out good content and and continuing to design things even though there are no active games going on but how to you know continuing that momentum outside of it so whether that's 
creating content for the classic games that we were airing of the championship run um, or just reminiscing a lot on historical events. <laughs> There's been a lot. And I feel like it's kind of like a, a natural, uh, I don't know. There's never a good time for like a national pandemic to occur, but like within the course of the Mavs' history, um, this being we're about to celebrate the 40-year anniversary and all that stuff. It's been almost 10 years since the championship. And so this was always going to be kind of a, a year where we did a lot of looking back. So it's kind of like natural that this is happening, even though it's obviously like horrible circumstances and everything like that. But um, I like that we've that we've done all of that. Uh, the playoff re-airs have – they were really fun to watch. And uh, I know I, – I don't – I know that you were around whenever the Mavs won the championship – are you like a Dallas native or did you move here around that time? Cause you were, that was what you, were you in high school whenever that was happening? No, I was 19. 19. Okay. And, oh, so we're the same age then. Uh, oh, nice. I was born in 92. Uh, were... 191. Yeah. Class. I'm, oh, I'm okay. class of 09. Oh, gotcha. 2010. Oh, you're, you're a young kid. The better class. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> uh, so how, how much, uh, what were you up to at the time that they won? And then how much fun was it to kind of go back and, and get to relive all those memories? Yeah. So at 19, I believe I was coming back from my first year in college or just wrapped up my first year in college. Uh, and I didn't go to school here in Texas. I was in Ohio. I went to a small liberal arts school about 40 minutes from Columbus Bad city, uh, bad city. I'm a big University <laughs> of Michigan fan. So Columbus. Oh, thumbs down. All right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to cut this podcast short then. Oh my um. god! Oh, I see the scarlet <laughs> headband you're wearing. Are you trying to tell me something? I think I've already communicated that. That's Bobby. today's Mavs plane. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, then you, but you moved to Dallas. I was in the great state of Ohio. Um, yeah, and so came back for the summer. And my sister wasn't really into basketball and my parents didn't really watch either. So I was watching it in my room that I shared with my sister, but I kicked her out and I was just watching it on this like, <laughs> on this like small screen um, and just texting with two of my friends who were also really big Mavs fans. And I mean... It's been fun watching it back because there's a lot that you just don't remember. and But what you do remember, it just puts you back in that place. So a part of me just felt 19 again watching it in my room, just praying that this would be the year <laughs> that it would happen. Because uh, I think Mike said this other day, like we didn't, like we wouldn't know if this would happen again. And to be in that position... To, to win the championship and then do it and you just see it and you're like oh man we're about to party fortunately i wasn't 21 at the that time but it was still fantastic we went down by american airlines like four in the morning that day the parade was going to happen oh and it was my birthday the day what of the parade so what a double whammy it was it was great that was a good day. It was very hot that day, but uh Oh, it was very hot that day. Yeah. Very hot. But it's it was perfect weather for a parade. It could have been 10 degrees, 
Would have been great weather for a parade. It was a great day. <laughs> Everyone would still be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, a million posters in hand. So you you graduated and then you did a bunch of other stuff, like you said, and then you, you, you finally kind of got into the sports industry. There are a lot of people. I asked this of Jay Lim, who was on last week, and you know Lizelle and Becca asked this every time they talk to anybody um, from the team, and I've asked this Mike as well. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of people that listen to the show or just a lot of fans in general that either would love to work for the Mavericks or work in sports, uh, for any team. It could be basketball, it could be, you know, baseball, football, soccer, whatever. Um, what would you, other than just being like awesome at your job, like you are, and like so many people on our team are, uh, what, what kind of like advice if somebody was really get you know, trying to get into graphic design, uh, or, you know, you know, any type of video, anything, uh, what would you kind of encourage them to do or what advice would you give them to, to realize that dream? I would say don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Um, like I said, I didn't have any direct sports experience. I didn't. I haven't worked with a basketball team. Um, I couldn't I don't have references within the sports world, but that didn't stop me from pursuing this position um so definitely don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone if it's something that you don't have experience in then do something that is related to it or find ways that you can still connect to that job so for example i didn't have sports experience but i did have a lot of experience in the other sectors that are pretty synonymous with the sports world so try to figure out those patterns or that that overlap and use that to your advantage. But also if you are just starting out and don't have any experience, don't be afraid to work from the bottom up. I mean, one of my first jobs was one of those sports photographers that are at like Mavericks games or stars and or Rangers where they just kind of come up to you and they oh, group yeah, you yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh like Quick picture, one, two, three, click, and they hand you the card. I was one of those people. <laughs> nice. Which, uh, which teams or which, which arenas or whatever? I did it for the Dallas Stars and the Texas Rangers. Nice. So that was fun because I also got to watch the games while I was working. and I, I'm not super shy, so I don't have a problem going up to people and bothering them to take a quick photo, handing them the, the photo, the, the cards. So I would get all of my quota done super early and then just watch the games afterwards. <laughs> the, the ultimate finesse. The ultimate so like finesse. I said, find, find that overlap. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way in. Uh, so what is next? That's the thing that, uh, I mean, everybody wants to know, right? That's like the, the, news cycle if you follow Woj or Shams or anybody any players any owners if you watch the news at all uh, everybody wants to know what's next what's next and I know I don't have the answers I'm guessing you don't have the answers either but uh, mm-hmm. we have been on calls uh, we could say that with with the organization trying to stay up to speed with you know everything happening um, in the league around the league as far as when is a safe time to reopen and everything and the general word, I mean, if you just read the news, um, open Twitter for five seconds, you'll see. I mean, the general news is like pretty optimistic as far as a return this season. 
Um, I don't know what that means or, or games or anything like that, but it feels like uh, unless, you know, things take a turn for the worse somehow, which is certainly possible, um, but it, it feels like we could be kind of back to, I mean, not really back to normal because you won't have people at the games, but like things will be sort of almost basketball-y again. Sports will almost yeah. be back. Yeah, it seems there's momentum building to a decision coming, or at least that's been my take of it. Um, because, yeah, I mean, we don't really know anything more than everyone else online or outside of outside of the league but there's definitely this this sense of hope and optimism on figuring out a plan or that there there is a plan to figure out and put together to get something going what does that look like i don't know but i feel it's going to start taking shape in the coming months hopefully soon hopefully in like the coming days because I'm kind of, yeah. I mean, I, you know, we're, we're all very, again, because because like Mark and Scent and really everybody with the Mavs has been kind of on like the forefront of this whole thing. Um, we get a lot of information about this stuff and not all of it is good. And so, you know, I think everybody, there's, there's this sort of mutual understanding among everybody in the organization, including players too, that like this is a very serious issue. And so we're not, nobody in the NBA ever wants to like take any shortcuts just to play again. Um, yeah, there's a lot of money at stake, but like, livelihood is way more important and that's one thing that i've always really respected about the nba more than other leagues is kind of you know they're aware of like the mental emotional side of things um not just it's not all about the benjamins right and just the bigger impact of it like it's not just about basketball but also the impact that basketball has around the country and you know cities and people wanting to go to the games or the basketball players and their families what does that look like there's there's so many little things that are just connected to one another that it's it's a lot to untangle and i like you said i really respect how the league has gone about it and it's been very um very cognizant of what everybody has on in stake and um that's been very cool to see that being said, though, it would be pretty cool to see Luca play again. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It would be pretty cool to make another triple-double graphic. It would be pretty cool to, uh, you know, just... Uh, I'm, see some Luca magic. Yeah, yeah. You know, I miss it. And so hopefully it comes back. But I'm, I'm confident that, that everybody will do it the right way. Um, but, yeah, that, that night was certainly bizarre. Uh, and everything since then has really kind of even been weirder. So... Um, yeah, this has been kind of a wild, wild ride for your first NBA. I, I, you can't say that that's what you expected to experience. But I mean, what a way to remember your first season. You know, I am looking forward to many years down the line, many seasons down the line. Many normal eighty-two game uh, seasons. You know, when... October to June, and then you're done. <laughs> when uh i'll be eventually asked so how would you describe your first season (laughs) well do i have a story for you (laughs) do i have a podcast for you yeah just (laughs) give him a link send him send him a link yeah explained 
Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about before uh, before we get out of here? Um, no, I mean, just glad to be on. To uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're doing okay, and I hope your family's doing doing well too. Um, yours too. Everyone's family and, and pets too, listening and, and, is doing good. And your neighbor and your neighbor's puppy. And yes, uh, everybody, yes. Uh, everybody in the place that you live. Yes, I hope everyone is doing okay, and hopefully we'll uh, get back to seeing some trippy Luca graphics. Yes, here soon. We need to get you on and talk about that one time too. Although I'm nowhere near as like knowledgeable about uh, any type of element of design as somebody like you and Mike. So maybe y'all two can have a conversation about that because. Uh, Sort of like the inspiration behind that and like the way that you execute and everything is very interesting to me. It's something that I've been curious about. So it would be cool to, to hear y'all talk about that. So uh, maybe uh, maybe we can be Mike's boss for once and, and make him do another episode. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Steph, for coming on. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, go ahead and uh, maybe uh, give us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast. I don't think you can rate a podcast on Spotify, but I know you can on iTunes. Believe me, I've seen it before. I've done it before. Not to my own shows, but I've rated other people's shows. Uh, So, uh, yeah, go ahead and subscribe. Keep downloading episodes. Keep listening. Like I said, we come out with an episode every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, all the time. There's always something new uh, going on in the Mavs world, even when there is no basketball. But you heard it here first from Steph Rivas that basketball is coming back. She broke the news to you. So eventually, eventually we will have Maps basketball again. Until then, uh, hope you enjoy the show. Hope everybody stays safe. Uh, for Steph, I am Bobby, and we will see you tomorrow on Maps Plane.